I Suck at Dating with Dean, Vanessa, and Jared, an iHeartRadio podcast. Hello, and welcome to an all-new episode of Help, I Suck at Dating. My name is Jared Haven, not joined today by Dean Should we take Hungler. attendance? Yeah, we should take attendance because right Haban. now we're a little light. Jared Haven. Here. Vanessa Grimaldi. Dean Unglert. Actually, this might be a better one when I say Bueller. Vanessa Grimaldi. Oh, gosh. oh that's a better one. Uh, as you guys have probably guessed, Vanessa will be on the line, but she's just taking a, a little break right now. She'll be back here in a second. Um, but she's we at have an airport. Air, she's at an airport. Like she just landed. Well, she just landed somewhere. I think she was. I think she might be in New York now. I don't know if she's traveling from Montreal or to Montreal. You know, I gotta say, what she's doing right now—it's something she likes to talk about a lot. So, you know, with some people, this would be inappropriate to say, but she is using the bathroom, which she loves talking about. I have trouble after an air, after a long flight. Uh, using the I'm pretty restroom? well stopped up for a while. Yeah. Well, there are a few things that hurt me more than using a public bathroom at the airport. Amen to that. It takes me about 10 minutes just to get the stall ready <laughs> for everything. Because I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't just put toilet paper down. I put about seven layers of toilet paper down. Do you sometimes, use the, the, the things they give you? No, because no. that's the worst invention I've ever seen. <laughs> Have you ever tried to use one of those plastic yes, of covers for the toilet? Toilet seat cover, yeah. They always rip. Yep. They're so flimsy, mm-hmm. and like sometimes I feel like they just they they get wet. They soak up the water from the toilet because no matter what public bathroom you're in, it's soaked for yeah. whatever reason. People just can't use the toilet or the urinal or the sink correctly. I always assume I'm using it wrong, and that's why I'm ripping it or doing because I've never taught how to use those, and I'm always alone when I'm using them. So I've, I must not know how to use these. But Sissony from the Seacrest Show had a theory that that flap. Yeah, what the hell is that? She thinks that's supposed to go over the front of the bowl to stop your underpants from touching the bowl. No way. No, I don't think no that's way. right either. Nah, not buying that. Whatever but, company creates those did not invest that type of money for your underwear. I think it goes in the water to ensure that it gets pulled down when you flush. But that's disgusting. Yeah. Well, it's all disgusting, but. I know, but when I can't, like, when I see the flap, I'm like. All right, we're going to get a little bit TMI, but I think to myself, not only is that flap in the water, but it will be in the midst of also something that is entering the water as I sit down. Do you feel badly for the paper? No, but I just feel gross because then it's just, it's all connected, right? Because that flap is connected to the paper that I'm sitting on and then, you know, my poop is going to be hitting the flap. And then I'll be sitting also on the other part. It's just, I was it's a lot to handle. When I do that ripping thing and I, and I rip the whole thing apart, yeah, yeah. I, wondered so, I wondered at one point in my life, am I not supposed to rip it? Is my natural bodily function going to rip it automatically? Well, I think that's a theory you should test out next time you're traveling. <laughs> you should. The holidays are around. I'm I don't sure you're going to use somewhere. those things. I think they're more trouble than they're worth. So are you, do you use toilet paper? I use nothing. You just go. Yeah, you think less of me now, don't no, you? No, I, I just, I, res- I respected you, and I Here's now my I don't. thing. There's bacteria galore on that seat. It's only going to touch the back of my thigh. True. And I'm, I don't have any way of ingesting that bacteria into my body through my thigh. Yeah. I'm not going to lick the cover, the seat. I'm just going to nope. sit on it. And so I've decided that's okay. I've rationalized it. That's fair. I don't think that's crazy. Man, we're really getting some good content here, huh? <laughs> Just talking about toilet seat well, covers. I have airport found that bathrooms. water attaches it to your to your rear end like a paper mache, almost oh. like you know, like wallpaper. Yes. Like, and then it's just on there forever. 
I'm, I'm wearing one right now, actually. <laughs> you have pants. about seven. I can see they're coming through your pants. <laughs> yeah. Try her again, would you, Easton? I'm trying her. So we're currently calling Vanessa. Vanessa is traveling either to or from Montreal, as she does. Dean, have you seen his Instagram? He's traveling all around the world yet again. This man, I don't know where he is, but it's a beautiful location. I wish, do you guys travel, have you guys ever not, really traveled like alone? Dean. No, no, never really alone. I mean, a little bit with for work. Yeah, but have you ever just gone to a location no, by yourself? Never. I don't think I have either. It takes a certain kind of person. And by I the way, so not too. to say, I, I respect it. I respect that kind of person. I envy it. Yes. I wish I had that type I of personality. I, I like going places, but only, like, I, a few years ago, first time I ever went to Los Angeles, I traveled by myself, but I had a friend here That's that key. I stayed here with. Yes. And so I do travel alone, but I wouldn't say I, I travel to places and then stay by myself and then really just make friends on a whim. I don't think I have that type of personality either. No. Easton, could you travel by yourself? Oh, yes. I do lots of stuff by myself. Where's the craziest? Well, hold on. There's a difference between doing things by yourself and no. traveling by yourself. Because like someone like Dean, I mean, he's traveling from country to country to country by himself and not meeting friends there. He He's just going to these places on his own. Lo- on his lonesome. I haven't traveled outside the country by myself, um, but I have, like, I used to live in Northern California. I would come down to Southern California by myself to see music, and uh, I wouldn't meet anyone. I would just go to the show and... Do you remember what, uh, what type of music? <laughs> come on, Easton. Well, there's this female rap group that I like quite a bit that no one else likes. What's, called, the, what's the name? They're called The Millionaires. Uh, they were on in a season of Bad Girls Club, um, oh but uh, oh. I like The Millionaires quite a bit, and no one else wanted to go see them with me. So I came down to Anaheim and I saw their show and I took myself out to the ESPN zone and then I stayed the night in Motel 6 and drove home the next day. Wow. You gave yourself a nice little date night yeah, that it was I'm fun. sure you well deserved. That's Yes, I, I like to think so. Nothing Vanessa? like a Motel 6. Well, look there what the is. cat dragged in. Vanessa, we need some information. What airport are you in right now? Uh, so I'm at LaGuardia. Oh, New oh. York City. Okay. I thought New York. And you had... Uh, yeah, I love New York, but I don't... You guys know that I have, like, the worst um, luck when it comes to traveling. So, of course, my flight was delayed. I was hosting a radio show for uh, Virgin Radio, which is part of iHeartRadio's family. And I, like, sped out of there. And, of course, my flight was delayed for, like, an hour and a half or two hours. We're just, like, chilling on the on the airplane for a 45-minute flight. So I'm just um, hanging out here, talking to you guys before I have to head off into a cabin uh, to my uh, hotel. It must have been an emergency to use the uh, LaGuardia bathroom. <laughs> Mark, I told you I was stuck on an airplane for like three hours. So, yes, you yeah, know, but... I had breakfast this morning and just needed to unleash the beast. <laughs> that brain muffin's Do gonna... you use a toilet seat cover? <laughs> I squat. Oh, she's oh, a squat. Wow. Even for that, interesting. Yeah. yeah. Tell. Good. yeah. That is a lot what of effort to put in to the bathroom. It's just put not, a cover on it. Put some TP on effort. there. No, 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 no. no. First of all, you have to like, no. I could see sitting. It, it, I could hey, see there you go. Squatting <laughs> for number one is reasonable, I think. Squatting for number two, is, that, that's some thigh action going on. That's a commitment. That is. That's going to burn. Not, guys, it's not that terrible because you go when you have to go. You're not. I'm not going for 15 minutes, like reading articles. Actually, I did when you guys sent me the article <laughs> yeah, yeah. three today. I was like, okay, let me do that. <laughs> well, that's a nice little segue to the article anyway. Um, so, Vanessa, we wanted to talk to you a little bit about the article that was released, I believe, on Us Weekly about Lauren Bushnell. Now, have you ever met Lauren Bushnell? I love her. Yes, I have. Okay. I've only met her a couple times, but she was very sweet. 
she's Arcy. She was actually the first person I reached out to once um, Nick and I got engaged. And she was with Ben at the time, and we spoke on the phone, and she was very supportive and understood exactly what I was going through. Um, and we kept in contact even after the breakup, and uh, we've seen each other a few times. So a quick backstory on Lauren Bushnell, for those of you who don't know. Lauren was on Ben Higgins' season of The Bachelor. She ended up winning. Ben Higgins and her were engaged for a little while before they called the engagement off. And Ben was The Bachelor prior to Nick, whose Vanessa was on that season. And Vanessa ended up uh, getting engaged to Nick. So, Vanessa, you're saying you reached out to Lauren Bushnell just for some advice to kind of figure out what was coming, I'm assuming? Yeah, exactly. Oh, okay. Did she have any good advice for you? Yeah, you know, she told me to cancel out all the noise, the outside noise. Um, I thought and, you were going to say, uh, she told me to cancel the, the wedding. <laughs> no, no, she was very supportive. And so was Ben. We actually went on a double date. And uh, that was the first time I met Ben. I love Ben. Oh, yeah. Very sweet Ben's guy. Great. Lauren's a very sweet woman, too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but there was an article released about Lauren Bushnell. Uh, she is dating Chris Lane, who is a country singer, I believe. That's correct. Yeah, he's definitely a country singer. I was just asking the group to yeah. see if you guys were fans singer, at all, yeah. but apparently not. Um, so Lauren Bushnell actually... He's He is. He's a good-looking man. I'm currently looking at a, at a picture of him right now. Um, very good-looking man. And uh, apparently Chris Lane was dating Lauren Barr before he started dating Lauren Bushnell. Now, Vanessa, do you know who Lauren Barr is? Lauren Barr was on Ben season of The Bachelor. Yes. And I'm not sure how far she made it on his season. Uh, I'm not sh- sure about how far she made it. I believe she may have been on Paradise 2. I don't remember exactly, but she was mm-hmm. she was one of the many Laurens on Ben's season. She was known as LB. Yeah. Um, and so apparently Lauren Bushnell, um, before they went public with their relationship, she reached out to Lauren Barr, who kind of talked about their relationship for a little while. So this guy, Chris Lane, has dated a couple... A couple of uh, bachelorettes, which is very interesting. Um, so what do you... Yo, I don't know if you... So I was in Nashville when uh, it was right after we finished airing... Uh, sorry, filming our season. I was in Nashville. And I saw him and uh, Claire... I don't know her last name. Oh, Crawley. Yeah, Claire Crawley. Hold on. So you're telling me that he's dated Lauren, two Laurens from Ben Seasons, Claire. And then did you say one more? Oh, no, that's it. I think that's it. Wow. This guy should just be on The Bachelor. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> I think he just wants to be The Bachelor, but um, he's dating all the pretty ones. I know. Well, Lauren's a great person. I've never met Claire. Um, uh, Claire's sweetheart as well. Lauren, yeah, I've met Lauren a couple times. Yeah. Super sweetheart. I think it was very nice of her to reach out to LB before they came out. So apparently, the Us Weekly goes on to say Chris was dating LB, Lauren Barr, right before he was dating Lauren Bushnell. Lauren Bushnell called LB. God, there's so many Laurens. I'm already so confused. So let's get this right. So Lauren Bushnell called LB, also known as Lauren Barr, a couple days ago to tell her that they were together. So Lauren Bushnell called LB to say, hey, listen, I'm currently dating Chris. I know you guys used to date. We're going to go public with our relationship. Just wanted to give you a heads up. Do you think Lauren needed to do that, Bushnell? Uh, yeah, I think that's a noble thing to do. I... I mean, also, all depending on how close they were. If it was, obviously, they were close enough for her to reach out to her and um, let her know if it's news before she found out through the Internet. Because I think it's, there's nothing more than a slap in the face and finding something out through an online article or through Instagram or, you know, um, through word of mouth. 
So I think it, it was uh, the respect of, respectful thing to, of Lauren to do. For Lauren to do, to call Lauren. Yeah, this is confusing. There are so many Laurens. So many Laurens. For Bushnell to call Barr. So, We're going to call them by their last name to make life easier. I agree. And so, yeah, I mean, it's tough, right? Because you can't forget that you're in a public relationship. And for me personally, when, when Ashley and I came out and announced our relationship back in in May, um, I was kind of going back and forth in my own head whether I should reach out to one particular ex-girlfriend and let her know that I am now dating mm-hmm. Ashley and we're going to announce our, our relationship. And I was talking to my sister about it. And, uh, you know, I was talking to a couple of friends about it. Some were saying, you don't owe her anything. There's really nothing you need to say. And, mm-hmm. and then others saying, if you wanted to reach out. More importantly, I, I, I was nervous to reaching out, not for her sake, but for Ashley's sake. Because I didn't want Ashley mm-hmm. to think that I was putting my ex-girlfriend's feelings over her own in any way. So it's kind of a fine line. Um, and so... I ended up reaching out, but I, I reached out. I felt like too late, and I wish I could have redone that. I think I would have done yeah. it. I think I could have done a better job than I did, which I, I, I regret, unfortunately. I think it's um, whenever, like, you know, if I, I date a guy and he starts by saying anything negative about his ex-girlfriend, to me, that's a huge red flag. Like, well, who's saying something? have that many negative. No, 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 no. I'm saying, I'm just trying to give a comparison here. So if, oh. like, someone has something negative to say about their ex ex whatever boyfriend or girlfriend it's a red flag for someone that wants to um that that thinks highly of their significant other after they break up it's a sign that they moved on and that they're on neutral terms so i think if you would have done it a little bit sooner i don't know if i don't know if ashley would i i mean i don't know ashley that well but i don't think i think if i were to put myself in ashley's shoes she she may have thought that was would have been a respectful thing for you to do um, cause it's like, it shows like, um, a soft side to you, you know, it shows the side that you're, you're caring and you're, you, you consider other people's feelings. Oh, uh, no, I, I agree. I think, I, wouldn't I, have think, been. Yeah. I think, I, I think I was just overthinking the situation if I'm being honest. And, but, I have nothing and also but... the, com- the, comp- the comparison here is that we're, if Ashley were to call this person, mm-hmm. your ex, mm-hmm. and that's a little weird, isn't no. it? No. Well, she did. No. Yeah, she did. Weird. Yeah, she did. Yeah, she, she called. Did? It wasn't you that called. It was Ashley that called. Well, no, she called somebody, uh, an ex of hers, oh, and, an ex of and, hers. Uh, a couple of days before we oh, came out that... and said, you know, hey, this is happening. But in the Lauren situation, it was the, 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 the new girlfriend called the old girlfriend. So it would be Ashley calling your ex and maybe you calling Ashley's ex. I think it's a little different because I'm assuming the reason Bushnell reached out the bar is because they were friends. Because they were on the same season of The Bachelor. Okay. Yeah. So I'm assuming that they knew yeah. each other and she wanted to be respectful. Yeah. Now, do you think it would have been more appropriate for Chris to call? Um, I think it's 50-50. I... It depends on what their relationship mm-hmm. was. Yeah, I, don't, I feel like it's girl code. Is this a celebrity yeah. you know? situation? It's a cele- well, mostly or... it's a celebrity thing, but I think it might be just becoming a modern day thing with Facebook That's and what Instagram. I'm right. Before you go p- social media official, do you need to warn exes before you do that? I don't. Uh, God. I would. Yeah. I don't know. It depends. No, it really depends because there is a difference right. between because there's a difference between a public relationship and a non-public relationship because someone like Lauren Bushnell and this guy Chris Lane like they're going to be in articles and some of their inside relationship stories will be brought to the public whereas if you're not in a public relationship it's really just going to be about whatever you put on your social media so for the other ex partner mm-hmm. boyfriend or girlfriend they can just unfollow i think it's very difficult for somebody who's in a public relationship for their ex to unfollow mm-hmm. them because they're just in headlines 
I don't, I mean, I agree, but I also disagree. It's so easy nowadays to find out which friend just gave birth and which friend, like, you don't have to be following them. Someone else could be, a friend, a mutual friend of yours could be following your ex or uh, the person that they're dating. Listen, I dated this guy, and um, it's a craziest story. I dated this guy, and then a friend came out to visit me in Montreal, and then uh, they go back home to their hometown, and they're like, oh, I saw that you hung out with Vanessa this weekend. And they're like, yeah. And that person is like, oh, I'm following Vanessa's boyfriend. And that person was like, what? Vanessa doesn't have a boyfriend. This guy that I casually dated posted pictures of me on his Instagram feed, but had deleted all of my mutual friends so that I couldn't find out. But it just so happened that we had a mutual friend in common, and it came back to me. I don't think it's because, like, I was in the public eye. It's because he, this person was following this a mutual friend of ours. So I think the universe will always play in your favor. You don't have to go searching for shit. will come out of the closet or whatever the expression is, and it'll, like, expose itself before you have to go searching for it. Maybe, but I also don't advocate that everybody should reach out to their ex before they start dating someone new. Like, that's just the way life goes, unfortunately. No, I think that. Um, if you're going to start to date someone that a friend of yours had dated, then it's the proper thing to do. Reach out and just start your relationship on a good note. And like karma is not going to come and bite you in the ass later on. All right. Let me ask you a, a different question. Should Lauren Bushnell have contacted Ben Higgins and tell, told him? No. Why? How is Ben Higgins? How, what does he have to do with um? But that's link? that's my point. So like for everybody that's not in a public relationship. But Lauren Barrett dated a Chris Lane. No, what that's I'm the link. Yeah, but when, our conversation earlier was: Do you think somebody needs to reach out to their ex when they're in a new relationship before they like post something on social media? And for somebody that's oh. not in a public relationship, no. I don't think it's necessary to do. I don't, I I, I'm, no, I think Lauren I Bushnell might have even reached out to Ben. And I don't she know might anything, have, but and said, "Hey, by the way, heads up, this is going on, and this is going to be public, just so you know." Because the key is, how do they find out? You don't want your ex to find out from friend of a friend, from rumor mill, from Entertainment Tonight, whatever the situation may be. You'd rather hear it from them, right? Yes, I agree. But now, yeah, but I mean, if if I were if I were to start dating someone, I wouldn't call up Nick and be like, "Hey, heads up, I'm dating someone." Like, no, I agree. Just conversely, Nick wouldn't call you, and I don't think neither one of you needs yeah. to do that. Yeah. Okay, well, I think we all are all in agreement. Okay, so we agree. <laughs> yeah, I, I think we're all in agreement on that one. All right, we have a guest here. I want to bring her in. Vanessa, you got to get in your cab. Thank you for coming on. Yeah, sorry, guys. I have the worst luck with travel, but enjoy the rest of the episode. Thanks, Vanessa. Bye, guys. Love you. All right, well, as you guys know, the holidays are coming up, which means it's probably getting colder where you're at, which means I just want to, for me personally, I want to stay in and watch TV all day. And the cool thing is now there's a lot of streaming services out there, and one of the greatest streaming services is Amazon Fire TV. It brings all the live and streaming content that you love to the biggest screen in your house, also known as the television. You can watch everything you love with access to Netflix, Prime Video, Hulu, and so much more. You can even watch YouTube videos and access websites like Reddit. You can check Facebook. Facebook, all on the Fire TV. 
from makeup tutorials to memorizing cake icing videos to the new drama that's all the buzz. Whatever you're into, it's on Fire TV. Watching YouTube is all about you, and when it's on the big screen with Fire TV, it's the ultimate mix of entertainment and relaxation. I've been binge-watching The Good Place with Kristen Bell. Obviously, that's Ashley's choice, not my own. But the cool thing is I'm going to make her start watching Barry, which is on HBO right after we're done Great with that. show, but Good Place is a good show. you got to admit, that's it's, a funny show. It is a funny show. I'm very excited to start Barry, though, because I'm a big Bill Barry's Hader great. fan. Um, and so that will be coming up soon. Again, that's on Amazon Fire TV. All you have to do is say, Alexa, open YouTube, and I can watch my favorite YouTube channel. Um, everything is on the TV, like we said. It's better uh, watching on the TV than uh, on your laptop or at work or, or squinting into your phone. And if it wasn't enough, guys, you can even listen to this podcast and your music with the iHeartRadio app on Fire TV. All you have to do is head to amazon.com slash I suck podcast. Again, that's <laughs> amazon.com slash I suck podcast to order a fire TV of your very own. And they make great gifts, guys. It's the holiday season. So all your friends and family members this holiday season, get them the Amazon fire TV by going to amazon.com slash I suck podcast. <laughs> what a great website. Check it out today. Also with the holidays coming up, guys, a lot of people, unfortunately, are getting sick. We are in the midst of the flu season. Ashley is actually having a little bit of a cold right now, but she's trying her, to do her best to stay healthy. And one of the things that she can do is take vitamins. And so she's been trying the Ritual vitamins, which are all for women. Um, Ritual is the perfect vitamin. It's just two daily capsules made with the nine essential nutrients most women lack. From D3 to Omega-3, Ritual Essential for Women fills the gaps in a woman's diet, all with the fresh, minty flavor and no fishy aftertaste. I know that Ashley hates that. For obsessive label readers, all of Ritual's vegan-friendly, sugar-free, non-GMO, gluten-free, and allergen-free ingredients. Wow, that's a lot. Mm -hmm. And their sources are 100% out there for the whole world to see. So you guys get the bottle. Everything that's in the vitamin is right there, uh, right on the label, and it's delivered. So your healthy body never gets to be compromised because of your busy schedule. They get delivered right to your door. The subscription for Ritual is so easy to start, and it's easy to snooze any month you want. You can snooze the month, so like if you're going to be out of town or whatever, or something you can just pause for a moment. Oh, okay, perfect. Yeah. That's great. That nice? I didn't know what the snooze... Oh, it's like a snooze button like for a your snooze vitamins. button, yeah. Great. Pretty awesome. Uh, well, whether you're living your daily life or creating it, why not add some good-looking science into your daily routine? Guys, you can visit Ritual.com right now to get your Ritual today. Now, you're going to go to Ritual.com slash Dean and get your vitamins today. Check them out. They're great. Here we go. Ritual.com slash Dean. Well, in studio, we have a very lovely guest. We have Brittany Louise Taylor. Oh, I'm saying that correctly. You're saying it right. Yeah. Yes, you did good. Yay. Brittany, thank you so much for joining us today. You are a very special guest. Um, so, Brittany, tell our audience, this is the Help I Suck a Dating podcast, so okay. it's all about dating. You have a little bit of background. Yeah. A, a massive background in that. <laughs> I, I, I well. thoroughly suck at dating. Yes. So I, I belong here. This is you're, my moment. You're in the right place. Yeah. So tell our audience a little bit about yourself. Um, I make videos on YouTube and I have for the past, I don't know if it was 11, 12 years. I'm really tall and skinny, so it's kind of hard to book me in acting. <laughs> I saw you walk in. How tall are you? Six feet. But I like heels too, so that makes me like six four. So you... I'm the one you notice when you're out, like not in a good way, because like that's the girl in line at Subway, like you know. 
Are you wearing heels right now? I am. Oh, okay, because I noticed. I was like, you look taller than six feet. Yeah, but I mean, when you when you're six feet, like, what's the point? What's another like three or four inches? Does that make sense? Like, it doesn't matter. You're already six feet. Yeah, so you might as well just rocket, rocket, just be <laughs> six four. So I'm sorry. Continue. Um, so no. So I make videos on YouTube. I have uh, my son will be two this week. So I have a two year old son, single mom, and I went through one of the most horrific dating experiences. It, like my life was like a lifetime movie. Yeah, and you have a book coming out. I do. Coming out. Describing your events. Yeah, and it goes into how I met him on Tinder and all the, I fell in love, had a baby, and kind of my whole entire world went crashing down around me. And the things that I discovered when I left him that are just bone chilling and still kind of scare me at night, but I'm just being a voice for every woman that's ever been abused and never spoken up. This is what we call a cautionary tale. It's a cautionary tale. Exactly. And the name of it. Uh, Don't do what I did. <laughs> The name of it is A Sucky Love Story, Overcoming Unhappily Ever After. Mm -hmm. And now you're on the Help I Suck a Dating podcast, so it does come full, full circle. circle. It really does. <laughs> um, so how did you meet this particular person that's I swiped, about? I swiped right on Tinder. So, I mean, I think I kind of, in my gut, knew we weren't going to be right for each other. Because, mm -hmm. you know, he had this, like, one photo was him, like, without a shirt on, holding a, a grapefruit and knifing it. And he had kind of, like... <laughs> He had like it's interesting, but they were like professional photos on his Tinder profile, which is pretty normal in L.A. Like, yeah. you know, there are, people are actors or but he was a doctor from Europe and it just it seemed a little staged, but he was so cute. I couldn't resist. Was that a professional photo? The one yeah, all of the them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was a professional. He was like like knifing a citrus like with like only blue jeans on. But he had a nice body. So yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. That's... Like it's still I'm still female and somewhat shallow. Like the pecs got me. Uh, listen, it's an online dating app. Like yeah. The first thing you see is the physical appearance of somebody. But you're it's always visual and then the emotional. The red flags that draw us are the things that should be pushing us away, but we can't help ourselves. Can't I, help if ourselves. only I had a time capsule <laughs> or time machine that I could go back and talk to myself about this, but yeah. Um, and so, so it's a cautionary tale about what happened with you and everything that happened. So how long were you guys dating for? Almost two years. Oh, okay. So, yeah. And then this is the father of your child. As yes. Well. And you are very open about these things. I don't want people to think that, like, I'm pressing you with questions. No, You're... I want to talk about it. Yeah, I've seen <laughs> I've seen a lot of your videos yeah. on YouTube, which is very successful, and congratulations you. on your success with that. And they're very entertaining. And I've Thank seen you. videos of, uh, what is your son's name? Rex. Rex. Well, think just little T-Rex dinosaur. Oh, little T-Rex, yeah. yes. Um, and <laughs> I so, did good in the naming department. Adorable. Um, and so uh, he is the father of your child and he, he kind of went through a difficult time. But you said in one of your videos, I remember you saying it was it was very fast how f how everything he can't. Yeah. Family, marriage like this was in the first couple months, like within the first few dates, he was talking marriage. And I was kind of like, slow down, buddy, because he's mm. like, who do I ask for permission? Like your mom. I'm like, wait a minute. Like this is only date number two. And he already told me like within like a week that it was like love at first sight. He said I was the most beautiful woman he had ever seen. He came on really strong and fast. Mm -hmm. And then from there, he kind of isolated me from my friends and family because, you know, he had to keep up whatever he had going on or whatever his motives were. So he kept me, you know, my anyone that I was hanging out that wasn't him was not okay. <laughs> so uh, Possessive. Mm -hmm. And then he started to be where he always had sob stories about things. So I started financially supporting him. Because he said he was a doctor from Europe, but he just needed to pass his board exams. Because when you come from Europe, you need to go through a process and take tests and make sure that, you know, you are ready to practice medicine in the United States. So he's like, I just need two months. So I was like, okay, I will financially support you for two months. You get your boards done. And then, you know, you'll be able to help me and we'll have a partnership. But two months turned into four, turned into six. 
before I knew it, I found out I was pregnant. I also had a girl come out of the woodworks and say that, you know, they were having an affair. He told oh, me, Jesus. yeah, he told me that she was a call girl and trying to get money from him because his family was wealthy. And then also the reason is just she had dirt on him because he was already married. Mm -hmm. So he told me when he met me that he paid his last $170,000 to this Russian woman so she would marry him for a green card. She's a U.S. citizen. So I believed him. <laughs> He was just that, like, he, it's so hard. It was like, that I'm a he's so picture with the citrus. I know. Tanya. I like, no, I think it was my first time ever being in love. And anyone in love will tell you, like, mm -hmm. when you're in love, you do have love goggles and you don't see things correctly and you want to believe people's excuses. You don't want to believe that you're cheated on if they are giving you legitimate facts how he's like he showed me on a computer how you can generate text messages mm -hmm. he's like she's making this up look these photos are from my friend and she's like writing you know my name and you can put the the battery power and the date and the time he showed me how she could have legitimately done this yeah but when i got on the phone with her he was facetiming her at my mom's house so she described in detail like my mom's furniture and like the lower level and i was like if i only would have talked to her i would have known that he was lying but yeah. Thankfully, I got out when I did. <laughs> but how long did you guys? How long were you together? Um, it was almost almost two years, but the yeah, about about two years. And you did you guys get married? No. no. He he said one day he's like, "Oh, you're basically like my wife," and I'm like, "Yeah." He's like, "Well, we should get married," but he never got me a ring. Mm -hmm. So we were engaged without a ring, and I just wanted a cheap like I um I always wanted a vintage ring. So mm -hmm. we started looking in like downtown LA because you know there's some really cool like ring shops where you can get like vintage jewelry. I just wanted one that was like, you know, maybe a thousand dollars or something. But he insisted that, you know, when he got his ten billion dollars out of the bank, that he was going to get me this like massive rock. And I, it's not what I wanted. But we started looking at like high end property in like Malibu and uh, Rancho Santa Fe in San Diego yeah, yeah. and whatnot. And then he told me that the banker ran away with the money. And at that point, I had already been pregnant for five months, not working because of morning sickness, financially supporting him, put my house on the market and then ended up having to sell it just to cover my debt. And, you know, because I'm about to have a baby. Yeah. Holy crap. How long yeah. were you guys together before you got pregnant? Um, I think it was a, what, a year and a year and a half. Oh, okay. I don't. Yeah, it wasn't. It was that was fast. And also, too, he was a doctor. So he insisted that we don't use any kind of birth control or whatever. He's like, oh, if I pull out, you won't get pregnant. <laughs> he said that to you. Yep. And I believed him because he was a doctor. And I mean, like part of me kept saying, well, shouldn't I be on something? He's like, oh, statistically, it's not possible. And yeah, yeah I, I get no. the, the, there's my book is everything not to do in a relationship. <laughs> Uh, for, for our listeners out there, the pullout method is not scientifically it, proven to be a hundred percent proof. And even if a doctor tells you that it is, it's not. Yeah. Like, trust me, I got pregnant. But wait, he wasn't a doctor. We don't know. There's, really? I wasn't able. Like, it's so complicated. Like, even during our trial, the judge said, "Do I, do I think you went to medical school? Yeah, but are you a doctor? I think that's a technicality because his time here, he didn't even know in my trial what like a W nine, like a W two was or ten ninety nine, or he had never." practice medicine in the united states and mm -hmm. during my birth he didn't know his glove size and didn't know certain things like if you're a doctor you know you're like small medium or large like in a glove and he was like uh, uh. she's like but okay. he, he may have had a phd we don't we just we i don't, don't know, know. Wow. i just and there, we even with an investigator there's no i like there's so many things that i just don't know but i know yeah. a lot of our relationship were really artful lies
it's it's fascinating scrolling through the the just kind of the timeline of your YouTube videos. Yeah, mm. fun, happy song parodies, parody videos. Yeah, and then with him, it looks like in some of these. Yeah, I um family the, photo shoot. It was his idea. He but the it was his idea when I was sick because I couldn't do like my normal like um high production value videos. So he's like, let's start vlogging, and I was like, I'd never been someone who wanted to put my life out like that because you do open yourself up to a lot of criticism when you start vlogging and whatnot because this is your life, so people can question even what dish like dish soap you use. Like they, people judge anything and everything, and you have to have a really thick skin for it. But I started doing it, and then they took off. Like, people loved it. It was like a Lucy and Desi kind of thing. Like, you know, this cute foreigner with an accent, and we had a giant bulldog that was a ham, and me, and people ate it up, but they didn't really know, like, all the abuse that was happening in the background. Yeah. And even some of my video titles, I was trying to, like, tip people off. Like, I feel trapped or whatever, but it would have nothing to do with the video, but I so badly wanted to tell people what was going on. Why didn't you feel like you couldn't? fear yeah he, i mean the, he used a lot of like scare and fear tactics and probably will continue my entire life to do so but like any like victim will tell you when they get away and they get into a healthy environment you get your strength back and then mm. you get your voice back and then you get angry and you're still scared but you like you have this need to want to share what happened and protect other people from your pain yeah and is is this what the book is about it's all it's the i i literally wrote it like a narrative where I don't I'm it's not a normal memoir where I go this happened here's my thoughts on that and here's the lessons I wrote it like from start to finish as I was living it this is the story of our relationship so people can figure out what they want to take out of it I didn't want to tell people what to think they can figure out what I did wrong just by reading it yeah it seems like a cautionary tale on a few different levels yeah one on online dating yeah and then furthermore with a more serious issue which is domestic violence yeah and also just like doing your homework you know it's not i think that you know i was just so trusting i think that was my biggest mm -hmm. mistake and you know i don't want to tell people not to be trusting but you really do need to do your homework like see if people work where they say they work yeah. or know who they say they know and you know if if the, you know four or five six times it all lines up then you probably can trust them but you can't just believe everyone everything that everyone says at like face value no i I completely agree. Actually, there was an LA uh, LA Times article that came out. Uh, I think it was it was last year, and it says um, seven safety tips to remember for online dating. Um, but it's it's I'm smart. staying single forever now. I know. <laughs> well, it, it's just uh, more so like like you said, cautionary tales of doing your homework, yeah. doing your research. For example, number one is tell someone, tell someone that you're going on a date. Yeah, it's smart. And it's very smart, right? So your friends know where you're at, that you're supposed yeah. to be here at this certain time with this particular person because I advocate online dating, using apps. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. We're all too busy. We're like, all too busy. I was just, I would have never, like, I would have never been with anyone. I was just sitting in my house working all day like a troll with my, my curtains closed and editing. Like, I, you know, I didn't see people sometimes for a week. Like, I, you know, technology is not a bad thing. No, not a bad thing at all, but you have to use it smartly, yeah. right? Yeah. And then it says number two, go easy on the alcohol. <laughs> Sorry for the buzzkill, but they advise making the first date alcohol free, which I always advocate a coffee day anyway. I'm a, a lone I don't I'm, on that one. I regress. I never drink, so I like I become five. Mm -hmm. So I am always the DD. So I go along and tell. I'm the, they call me the librarian. I tell everyone what happened the next day, and mm -hmm. I have a ton of fun because I'm wit like witnessing all this the, shen the shenanigans. But I'm never participating. It's always better witnessing the shenanigans than being a part of the shenanigans. <laughs> um, it says, three, limit the personal data you reveal. 
Mm. Um, so it says goes be, this goes beyond a Tinder date. Uh, practice a little discretion. Uh, you don't want personal details such as your address, precisely where you plan to be on Saturday night. Uh, mm. Things that are very specific. They say stay away from that, specifically on a first date, because while you're meeting someone, they are still strangers. It says number four, do a little online sleuthing. <laughs> so Google, pretty much. Google yeah. the person you're meeting, which I, I, I think so too. I Googled him, but there were websites that may or may not be legitimate so you can't even trust that what do you mean like there were things where he was on like a vape board as a doctor <laughs> like you know who knows this this company went out of business and yeah. it has a picture of him that like his you know cousin if it's his cousin took it and yeah i know that now but like just because he's a doctor on a website for vaping doesn't mean he's actually a doctor totally and they say i was uh i don't know if it was this article or another one but the same thing when you look up somebody on social media just be smart if they have you know one picture with zero followers or, yeah. or so on like just you know become your own a little investigator you yeah. know go a little deeper because it is a little scary uh number five is uh, they say talk actually talk before the first date uh so that's another question that we brought up talk about like either facetiming before a first date or calling them making sure that this is an actual like weird, person yeah I, I think it probably save you some from some like weird dates too, because you know there's true. those ones that are really pretty, and then you get around and you're like, oh no no no. Oh yeah, bad <laughs> yeah. news. Bad yeah, news. that probably would would help. Um, and then number six says says there's safety in crowds. Always mm-hmm. meet up with somebody, um, you know, at a bar. Never go to a hotel. Never yeah. go to. And I even like even at a bar at a hotel, I'd probably stay away from because that's just. If I, I, I'm with you on coffee or lunch same. or something like safe. I agree. Yeah. Because I I completely advocate using online dating but you just have to use it smartly and make sure that you know like we talked about be in a public place make sure you tell your friends where you're going to be um and then it says number seven go home alone uh you know try to do your best to not have this turn into an overnight date yeah um but it's all true you know it is it's 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 the modern world we live in you know and it's it's one of those things i feel like we either adapt or we die yeah. Um, and in this case, we either adapt or we die alone. Exactly. Because uh, it really is just everybody's meeting each other online and there's nothing wrong with that. No. Um, but you have to just like yourself, you know, it's just like, yeah. But if, if someone's coming on really strong, if like, you know, they're saying it's love at first sight, if they want to marry you right away, mm, if they're controlling you, if they're isolating you, there are things that are just behavior of people that are going to be toxic. It reminds yeah. me of the Dirty John podcast. You know what's Is so it funny? Similar to that? It's very similar, but not like, you know, no one tr- like tried to kill me in the end. Like, what's was there. The- What's the dirty John? Podcast? Oh, you need to listen to it. But it's 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 very similar. But it's we always say it's like a younger European dirty John. <laughs> like, but um, like you know, listening to hers, there are some similarities. And what's even well, creepier? Well, need to be a doctor for. But one. yeah, but what's even creepier is my my ex was in Newport Beach for a while. So I'm like, did he know this yeah, guy, right, or like, right. did he like was that his mentor? I don't know. If because, you don't know, it's a great podcast. The LA Times put it out. Yeah. It's about a, a, a true story in Orange County of a guy. Uh, who pretended to be a doctor, pretended to be all these things, and scammed this woman out of a whole bunch of money, and mm-hmm. she supported him for a long period of time, ended up... Uh, well, I don't want to give Don't give away the end. Yes. No, it's great. <laughs> it's really good, and now it's a series on Bravo. Bravo? Oh, okay. Yeah. I think it's on Bravo. Yeah, with Connie Britton. Yeah, there's some... There, yeah, there's some... Because it's people that are like that, that are con artists or whatever, they do have certain tactics. Is he a con artist? Like, is your guy I, that... I can't say, because I... But yes, but there's certain things, like, he definitely, he, you know... 
faked an illness at one point and tried to get my bank account information. And there was definitely a lot going on or like, you know, trick me into giving him like our all our pertinent documents, like our Social Security cards and whatnot, because he said he was dying and wanted to put land in our name, like for my son and I. But now I'm like, you know, yeah, you're just like covering your head, Jared. No, no, um, I'm, I, I fixed my head. I'm I, thought, I thought you were going, I thought you're going like, oh, God. So like, you know, I've had to like freeze my credit and all that stuff. So but I, and people like John and Dirty John or my guy Milos and in my you know life, they all kind of operate the same. And I think the more that people come forward, it educates everyone because there's only certain tactics that work. Like if, if someone comes and thinks you are the you know the bee's knees from mm-hmm. the start and comes on strong and you are perfect, you've been something waiting for that your wrong. whole life. But well, you've been yeah, waiting for somebody to exactly, say that. Exactly, but they know that. Yeah. They know that that's what women fall for, or or men, because like one in four women in their lifetime will experience domestic violence, and one in nine men mm-hmm. in our lifetime will experience some form of it. So. Like, you know, if if everyone is aware of the tactics these people use, they're not going to be able to do it because there's only so many things that work. What are some of the tactics? Like I said, come on strong. You're perfect. They want to marry you. The same, Like, yeah, I was saying isolation. Um, they also figure out a way for you to take care of their problems all the time. They'll, they'll give you a sob story, like in crying, and you feel the need to have to, and, and a lot of times it ends up being money. So it's always like, oh, I can't pay for like my car because of whatever. And then you're like, oh, okay, well, I'll take out a car loan so you won't pay oh. 22% on your interest. Because I'm, you know, an immigrant and I have no, you know, he said he had no credit. So, he, you know, it would have been like 22% interest. So I was like, okay. Then I took out a car loan in his in my name. And then before you know it, I was paying the car payments too when he was supposed to pay the car payments. I feel like I hear these stories all the time from a catfish standpoint where it's a lot of online meeting up chat rooms and then it's somebody who's fallen in love with this person and then it ends up being a scam and they're just trying to get money and they're like, no, I need money to come to the United States and can you please send me $10,000 and I can come to you, blah, blah, blah. But in your case, this was very personal. But mine makes no sense too because the, the, you know, the woman that he was married to, she was a trust fund but baby with a ton of money i'm not like you know i've done okay for myself mm. but like she before she you know, like took down her social media had you know pictures of her on a yacht and private planes and like the car he was driving and all his luxuries that he had when he met me were probably purchased by her mm. so why me like he left that to be with me so i don't know if he just found me more of a challenge and more interesting or was sick of sleeping with someone who was twice his age or or what I still don't understand why he, because he used to tell me all the time, I had everything when I met you. I had everything when I met you. And I kept thinking, it always put the blame on me and made me feel like I had to work harder or give more because he lost so much being with me. Do you know why you were a target for him? Why? Like, tell I, me. No, 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 Help no, no. me. No, no, no. <laughs> and, and, and because I know we all, you would blame yourself in this situation. And of course, yeah. there's no reason to do that. Of course. But do you know what about you? Because like you say, you're not on yachts on social media. Why he targeted you? Does I have no, he assume no that idea. Because somebody has all these followers on YouTube, they must That's be exactly what I was a billionaire. Thinking. Because no, but even- he he knew even then he knew my finances, and she was like like a multimillionaire, if not billionaire, and I'm not. I had one little cute house in Highland Park that I busted my butt to buy that was 1,700 square feet. Like I wasn't rolling in the dough. I had a Mini Cooper. Like yeah. I wasn't like you know. But people, I feel like people see YouTube celebrities the youtube stars with a big following and immediately assume that they're famous and rich you know and some are 
but yeah. I feel like even you, you know, really have to get to an extreme level though to get to that mm-hmm. point because like even the brand deals are usually just keeping the lights on and paying the production value. I absolutely agree. Yeah. And furthermore, even not just YouTube stars but reality TV stars, <laughs> like you, you're seen on TV. And people me. are like, "Oh my God, you're famous and rich." And it's like you, no, you I are, work. You don't know how this works. <laughs> yeah, because it's the complete opposite. Yeah, I remember when I first went. I went back to work right after the show, and people were like, "What are you, what are you doing here? Why are you working here?" I was like, what, what, what do you mean, why am I working here? I need to pay the bills. <laughs> One season yeah. of The Bachelor. They just immediately assume if they yeah. see you on TV or if you have a big following on YouTube or social media, it's like, oh, you are you're yeah, set for life. But she had millions. Why leave that for me? Maybe she started catching on. It's a lot of unanswered questions. Here oh, I, if I only I could be a fly on the wall. I feel like, you know, so, talk to me 20 years from now and I'll yeah. probably have more information. I guess I'm a little confused, too, because throughout this timeline. So what was the first time he started really showing red flags like this? Yeah, the first indicator that he's not what you think he is. The, or... the first indicator was, well, I think, when, and I think I knew in my gut, is when, um, I mean, I knew from the start that something was not right, but he was just so pretty that I was like, <laughs> really, like, men got crushes on him. Wherever I went, all my guy friends, like, when he let me hang out with people in the start, would just want to, like, like, bro, let's go play basketball. Like, they all got a crush on him. He was just extremely good looking and charismatic and um, I think that when I he the woman sent those messages, it, I remember I was doing a branded job for a big TV show, and I had mm-hmm. a shoot that night, and I got these emails, you know, come in from this woman named Bunny, with all these screenshots of their stuff, and she's like, he's lying, don't believe him, and then that's when he's like, you know, she's trying to blackmail me. Mm-hmm. I couldn't let it go because I was actually I booked a job for a big car company, so I was flying to Detroit the next day. And I was on deadline to get this video finished. And I remember Milos was just sitting on the floor crying. And I'm like trying to edit and process everything. And then on the plane ride to Detroit, I just kept obsessing about the messages. And I couldn't, I like even my mom said, you know, let it go. He didn't do it. But I, I would check her Instagram because it made sense. Mm-hmm. Like she looked like a, someone who Milos would go after if that even, like she was completely opposite from me. Like I'm more like sweet girl next door quirky. She was like, like busty and like baboom, like Jessica Rabbit type. So I understand it's le- it's believable that he could have had an affair with her. Does that make sense? Yeah. So about, it was about March of that year. I, I was ready to break it off with him. And that's when I found out I was pregnant. <laughs> so I didn't talk to him for five months <laughs> when I found out I was pregnant because you know, I, I've always wanted to have a family, but I wanted it to be on my own terms. And I felt like he kind of tricked me because, you know, I wasn't using anything. And yeah, well, he's a doctor. He's a doctor. <laughs> and I was listening to him, his advice. But um, so it was like, you know, that was that was the biggest red flag was her. And then when I finally got to where I sold my house, we moved to San Diego. Then things started to just not add up where I was like this doesn't make any sense what is he doing all day who is he talking to like and his mom was just crazy and when the moment my son was born they wanted to get my son like Bosnian Serbian citizenship and then they kept talking about going to Serbia when he was six months old and I'm like wait a minute I won't have citizenship we go there he can stay the baby can stay what about me and so I tried to block it. I, I emailed like their consulate and whatever, and they weren't cooperative at all. But I put on like his passport a notice. So if anyone tried to apply for a passport for my son, that I would get notified. Yeah. So I've done everything to like protect myself. Like now my son's complete, his name's completely changed because he was born Misha Robert Mihailovic because my, you know, my fiance at the time insisted that he have a Serbian name and I never got to pick his name. So the moment I left him, I just started calling him. I just couldn't handle it anymore. I started calling him Rex, and he loved it. He would just smile and giggle. So now it's legally changed. Mm. We went went through the process, and a judge is like, after I presented all the evidence, was like, yep, you have 
do yep okay <laughs> like signed off right away yeah. on it stamped the rex rex it is yeah but right. but i mean the every police officer we've talked to says don't get your son a passport don't leave the country <laughs> don't that's don't go. scary as hell that whole it's bringing him I'm, like yeah, i'm still to... terrified but yeah. like you know yeah. for me i'm like do i live my whole life in fear no right like i i talk about in the book i'm like there's safety in numbers and i feel like it's better for everyone to know what happened to me and when I'm out in public, know what Rex looks like, what I look like, then only a few handful of people know what happened to me. Yeah. So, and women like me should not have to be quiet about this. No, absolutely not. You should always be able to speak up. No. How did you, I mean, it's your book. I don't, you may not want to give away the yeah. ending. But well, let's, let's see. Let's I, go there. I want to know how you escaped. I want to know oh, how you I, ended this finally once and for all. When I finally decided to leave him, that's always the hardest part. Like you need a plan, especially when you're with someone who's abusive and controlling, like you can't, because- if you've been beat down a lot, a lot of times they can convince you to keep to stay, and you know that about yourself. You're like, if he if he talks to me for three or four hours, I will probably give in and not leave. So we we basically tricked him. My mom came over for her. Like she used to do antique buying trips, so it was a legitimate reason. I'm like, my mom's coming, and then I was switching to new management here in LA. I had a meeting about a clothing company that I was going to do. Like I had legitimate meetings. So, and my son was still on breast milk. So I was like, you know, I can't leave him, you know, there. He has to come with us. Mm -hmm. So my mom, my son and I came to LA and I had the first day that I let him back in. So I was trying to fix things. He was out. Of, I didn't tell you guys this. He didn't live with me from my son being four or five days old till he was a month and a half. And he would just come back and scream at me because I basically kicked out his mom because his mom kept calling my child his, like my baby mm -hmm. and kept taking it from oh, me. Geez. And it was really, and wanting to bind his hips, which is like put multiple diapers. And like all the doctors said, no, this is barbaric. And she also wanted to put like a coin around his belly button because he had an Audi like belly button. It's any now, but like all these really strange what, what things. What does binding his hips do? It's in, I don't know. It's a European thing. It's, it's, it's dated. Yeah. Like they basically put multiple diapers on and they try to like get the hips in a certain position. And I was, and every doctor, every pediatrician said, don't do this. Yeah. So when he finally had come back in the first day that I let him back in, cause I was, I was like, okay, this is the father of my child. And there were some circumstances going on. I need to let him back in and try to fix things. Then he was crazy and screaming at me in the car and we had an altercation and he hyperextended my pinky when I was trying to call 911. So my son had spit up on me when I went into the closet, I took my phone and I snapped a couple pictures. So our plan was get to LA, file a police report about the domestic violence, even though it had been a month. It took a little bit to get this plan where my mom could come back and what we were going to do. Mom was helping you with the plan. She was on board yeah, with this whole thing. Yeah, she was on board the whole yeah. she, Like her and my uh, adopted brother, Robert, were the mo like mm -hmm. the masterminds. Mm -hmm. So, but they said you have to like you have to report it in the county of the crime. So then I'm in LA, like finally leave him, and then I have to go back to San Diego, back to the apartment, and file a police report. And then like his friends kept hanging out outside of our apartment. Like I kept, I fully expected like a van just to pull up at any moment and just take us. Yeah. So I got a temporary restraining order first, and then we had to go through a trial for domestic violence. I'm assuming there was more domestic violence than the pinky situation. Like, there was, was two. Well, the, the verbal abuse was like constant. excruciating yeah. and, and awful. He had two physical altercations. One of them was, was while I was pregnant, mm. but it was tricky because when I was trying to get away and get to our neighbors, I, he was on me and I was trying to push away his face and he said I hurt his eye. 
So I thought I had hurt him trying to get away from him because he's like, my eye, my eye. And then he like wore a patch for a while and had eye drops. But And I gave him like $200 for the doctor and I wanted to go with him, but he wouldn't let me. And my mom drove over and she's like, you guys cannot let things escalate like this. But then I should have called the police. I think everything happened as it was supposed to happen, though, because now I really I got the restraining order that I needed and I had the proof collected. And, you know, if I would have, you know, the, you can't go back in time. You can only go forward. <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, obviously, we all wish that never happened to you. But now you do have this book coming out where hopefully a lot of people can read and learn from, from a cautionary tale. Again, it is called um, A Sucky Love Story, <laughs> Overcoming Unhappily Ever After by by Brittany Taylor. Where, where um, is he? I'm sorry. I have, so, no, I have a million questions. Oh, I know. Questions. I have a million questions. <laughs> where is he now? Is he doing this to some other woman? You know what? I wasn't going to talk about this, and I don't talk about it in the book because I'm trying to protect. But yeah, there's other victims. But and I'm not, I, that's all you. I want to say. No, because I like these people are just as much of a victim as I am. And I don't want, if it, if it was, I was in their shoes, like, you know, these women don't know all these things about him. And I'm, I'm, and because of my restraining order, I can't, there's only so much I can do. My hands are tied. Them. No, I can't. And that's, that's awful. But at least with my book, I can warn yeah. <laughs> about him and other people like him, but I can't, my hands are tied and it's been, it, like it happened during my trial that he was involved with someone else and yeah it's like he already has a kid with that person oh yeah and you know and married to that person do you think that's a tactic too well you tell me in the you know three years that you know what he in the span of three years he had been married to one woman engaged to me and had a child and married to another woman and had a child yeah. and he knew so much about children like he knew which um, sterilizer I should buy and like what diaper brands were good. Some Japanese one when our son had like a rash and he just like instantly knew things. And part of me wonders like how many other like half brothers or sisters does my child have? Mm -hmm. You know, my kid is amazing. Like, you know, I'm sure that, you know, they're all wonderful. But I mean, there's just there's so much that I want to know. Wow. <laughs> so your kid will never know his dad, hopefully. No, no. No, yeah. they, they made it pretty strict. Like they, they made did. it like, you know, I like got what I wanted out of the court system, thankfully. So but they can't lock him up for this. Well, there's not. I mean, I could have gone after him for fraud. But after you fight a trial for domestic violence, mm -hmm. I was already like out one hundred thousand dollars of yeah. everything. And like now, like even now, my bills because, you know, buying court transcripts, even to write the book and mm. all the like the expenses never end when you're in a fight to protect like yourself and your child. And they never will. But like, it's so worth it. Like once you have kids, you'll get it. Like they, they, you know, you would spend every single dime you have on them. And like now I don't even want to buy clothes for myself. I'm like, look at the little splendid shirt. That's adorable. <laughs> Rex needs it. You know, yeah. so kids are always worth it. I have two myself. So I, I know oh. what you're saying. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's a, 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 such a sad, awful story. It's I'm not, so you know sorry what? You went through that. Don't worry. Like I tried to approach it like from a kind of sarcastic yeah. point of view, and like the the good thing is, you know, my story has an, a happy ending, or I won't be here. I think the big red flag, and that's the takeaway, I think, for yeah. listeners, because so many people listen to this podcast are on online dating. Yeah, I think the big red flag, and there are so many is isolating you from your friends and family. Oh yeah. That's a huge one. Well, that's just yes. a sociopathic trait yeah. too yes. because it they is. don't want they don't want anyone to know like they don't want anyone to get on like catch on to them and they can't handle when people don't like them and they they don't they're very possessive. They don't they're, want you they're around possessive else. so they're going to isolate you from your own family and friends mm -hmm. and I do think that having kids might be a tactic so it's like you're 
lock your you new down. family. Yeah. You can yeah. lock you down and like f- even furthermore isolate you from your parents and everybody else. He kept him around longer and went back more because he was the quote father, father of, of my child. child. Exactly. They and he kept, and he kept wanting to get me pregnant right away. And I'm like, no. I, like the doctor says wait a year because it's not healthy for your body. Uh-huh. Like you need time to recuperate. And I'm like, that that was kind of scaring me. I'm like, I just pushed out one. And you want another one? Like, come on. Like, you know, in the future, yeah, they're great. Multiply them. But, like, right at that moment, no. Yeah, not at the moment. But the no. other thing is you can't say, like, oh, I wish this had never happened to me because now you have this beautiful child. Uh, you, you know exactly. what? I would go through it a hundred times over. Yeah. Aww. Yeah. No, I mean, it's true. Like, you, it's all that cliche, like, storybook thing. Like, the moment your child's born, your, your heart bursts open, and it's true. Like, you're, you're like, yes, I would do anything for you. I remember in the hospital the day after he was born because I did think about a little while about not keeping Rex because it was just not by, by choice and you know I, I ultimately like made the decision to be a mom and like even though i they, i was like okay even if it doesn't work out with milos this is still a life i'm gonna keep him but i had this major guilt in the hospital i can't believe i thought about not keeping you you're so cute <laughs> and i think you don't even think about like how like he had these when he was born these super long eyelashes and he was so chill and they said i'll oh, give it 24 hours and 48 hours went by and he was still like the most chill baby and he's still like crazy but he's just relaxed like, he'll go, ah, but he's not, like, a fussy baby. Yeah. Like, I gave him a shot, and he just grunted. Like, he didn't, like, he was just from, he was just cool from the start. I'm like, okay, he's either not really bright, or he just has it all figured out. Because, like, in the car seat home, didn't cry one bit. Just like, whatever. Just chilling. Well, they can't see, and he's just sitting in there like, I don't care. Well, it's really nice to hear that Aww. something really incredible came from this, yeah. from this really sad and horrible story that you had to go through. But, like Mark said, you know. Yeah, and it'll, it'll be good. That, like he knows that, and I like you know the books as much. Like one of my friends just read it and called me crying. She's like, "Brittany, this is the love story to Rex." No, and I think it yeah. is. Like I want him That's... to know why I did what I did and why his mo- his dad can't be in his life. And I think that what's a, what a better way than to really lay it out for him and when he's old enough. Mm-hmm. Well, I was reading up on on you a little bit, and uh, I think it was either on Amazon or Goodreads. There was a bio about you. Mm-hmm. And it gave you a, l- a little tidbit that yeah. I didn't know about you. Okay. And it said that one day your dream it's is m- to be on The Bachelor. Let me explain. I want to wear <laughs> I want to wear the really pretty dresses and get like my hair done. And so oh, okay. I have some friends that have worked on it, but I don't know if I want to would want to date twenty like be around with like twenty five people dating one person. Uh huh. I mean, I'm not a jealous type. I'd probably just be like peace and leave. I just wouldn't care. Like I don't think I would get in the heat enough. I'm not aggressive enough. Do you watch? I do. I've watched all of them. Yeah, oh, I watched okay. you. Yeah, I I I, comp- I love especially Bachelor in Paradise. Like I love it. Well, my mom, my mom, is... my mom watches it, and that's our favorite. We die laughing because like the dynamics and everyone's just always really loaded and alcohol and like oh, glazed and. Well, the alcohol is the most. I would tell you the most overrated thing about the franchise yeah. that I've ever heard because everybody asks about that. Okay. I'm like n- oh. really nobody gets drunk except for the one incident that obviously happened two years ago. But <laughs> Paradise is by far the best show out of the franchise. It's my favorite. And yeah. even one of the producers who's telling me he's he said because he tried to relate it to superhero terms yeah. for, for layman, okay. for me at least. And he said that the Bachelor and the Bachelorette is like people's individual films, and then Bachelor in Paradise is the Avengers, where they all come together. Um, no, I just love how quickly it switches, and I like that. I love it when it's in like the girls' hands and how guys are sweating. Like I love, I love the switch. Like when the power keeps 
flipping. Yes. And then watching people that are like, oh, I'm like, all like manly and cool. Now does she like me? I don't know. Like, I like to watch the cat and mouse. If Squirming that makes sense. Yeah. at the cocktail party, desperately trying to get a rose. Well, before you got on, uh, we'll segue to a little bit lighter subject. We were talking about Lauren Bushnell. Do you remember who Lauren Bushnell was? I th- I'm better with faces. That is her on the left. She yeah, was the one who yeah. takes the oh, Ben yeah. Higgins. Yeah. And so she is dating a, a country music star now. His okay. name is Chris Lane. Okay. And so she, Chris Lane was dating another girl from the Bachelor franchise whose name was Lauren Barr. She's on the right. Long story I, short. I don't remember her, but yes. Yes. Long story short, Lauren Barr was dating Chris Lane, and then they broke up. I don't know how long they were dating, but then Lauren Bushnell started dating this guy, Chris Lane, and before they announced a relationship, she reached out to the other Lauren to say, hey, listen, I'm dating this guy. I just kind of wanted to, you know, okay. make a good feeler. Uh, and we were just talking about the necessity of that. And I wanted to get your two cents. I think that's just nice. I think so I think too. that's really like, you know, and it's a good way to, if the girl has any bad blood, you know, kind of like speak now or forever hold your peace. Mm-hmm. So it might be in her way like, you know, hey, I'm dating this person. Like, what do you know? And you never know what she would come back with. I, it was so funny. I was just on a podcast earlier, earlier and they said, don't date a musician. <laughs> Really? They said they will always break your heart. This one girl was married to this famous musician, and like he got one of their groupies pregnant. And now they're married. He's like, she's like, don't date a musician. But I maybe country music's different. Well, I'm not accusing this guy of anything. He's a very good-looking man. I'm sure, he's very nice. Uh, but this is his third bachelor contestant that he's he, been rumored to be with. But they're all they're beautiful women. They so are maybe, beautiful women. Maybe, like you know, the Bachelor franchise is like handpicking these people, and he's like, okay, well I'll have A, B, and C. You know what I mean? Like I know. Well, he's making himself the Bachelor pretty much. Yeah. I know. Hey, good for Chris Lane. Maybe yeah. he, maybe he will be the next Bachelor, and then you called it. And then Lauren will go on. Both Lauren's will go on, on the, the season, show, and they'll be the final two, and he has to pick one of the Lauren's. Yep. So oh. you need to pro- you need to be a producer. I know. I've just been <laughs> on this franchise. I've just been on four seasons, and I know too much. It's terrible. Yeah. Um, um, but hopefully it just works out with him and Lauren Bushnell. But I think that was classy. I, I think it's really classy. classy yeah. Well. Um, I have an idea. Oh, mm-hmm. you have an idea? I have an email that I, I think that actually, I think that Brittany could really help us with this email. Okay. My, I, I think she could weigh in on this. Okay. If anybody can, she can. <laughs> uh, but first, I'm the female perspective in the room. So. Yes, <laughs> which we could use this week. <laughs> okay. And it's too bad Vanessa and Dean aren't here. I know, that would be fun. Yeah. I mean, I was kind of excited. And then I was like, okay, I'll be okay with Jared. I'll be fine. <laughs> you'll be fine. And you, you'll be fine with me. But it would have been really I mean, nice it's, it's always Dean. like, it's always anxious. So like when you, like, I'm not just coming to like be silly. I'm like, oh, great. I have to talk about like heartbreaking things and yeah. make them light and go. But like, I think it worked out. I think it was great. I, okay, I, no, but I loved having you here. I really, I really Aww. am fascinated by this story. Great. Same. We're already friends. We are. So, and what friends do is give advice. So exactly. what's this? Well, we're going to do that in a second. First, tell us about Talkspace, Jerry. Ah. Well, Talkspace, uh, today's show is sponsored by Talkspace. And we've been talking about Talkspace for quite a while on this podcast. And what Talkspace is, it's an online therapy company that lets you message a, a licensed therapist from anywhere at any time. All you need is a computer with internet connection or the Talkspace mobile app on your phone. And that means you can improve your mental health, even if you had trouble making the time for it in your past. Uh, I try to stay mentally he- uh, healthy by going for walks. I, I work out. Um, I-, I try fasting from social media, staying off at certain times. Uh, but sometimes you just need to get something off your chest. Uh, and I certainly do a lot of times in my life. And so uh, this is the best part about Talkspace, especially living in L.A. There's no extra commutes. Like we talked about, everything is on your computer or it's on your mobile phone. There's no leaving the office. There's no judgments. Uh, remember that therapy isn't just about venting your innermost thoughts or digging into childhood memories. It's also about practical, everyday strategies for stress management and living a happier life. Having a therapist simply provides you a designated person for you to talk to who's trained to listen and help you make positive changes. The Talkspace platform has over 2,000 licensed therapists who are experienced.
experienced in addressing life challenges that we all face on a day-to-day basis. Uh, to match a perfect therapist for a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, all you have to do is go to Talkspace.com Dean and use the code Dean to get $45 off your first month and show your support for this show. Yet again, all you have to do is go to Talkspace.com slash Dean, D-E-A-N, and you get $45 your first month of Talkspace. It's always good to get things off your chest. I do it all the time to Ashley. She's like my personal therapist. So maybe I should do Talkspace to give her a little break. And then we're also, because of the holidays, partnering up with The Grove. It's that time of year again, holiday season, the best part. Our house is jam-packed with family. Oh, we haven't talked about Ashley coming to the Haybons for Thanksgiving. I know. we got to get to that. I know. Ashley is coming to the Haybons for Thanksgiving. Oh, that's uh, right. Christmas. You went to the Iconetti's for Thanksgiving. I went to the Iconetti's, which was a house, uh, a full household of Iconetti's for Thanksgiving, and she will be coming to Rhode Island for a Haybon Family Christmas. Christmas. (laughs) A Haybon family Christmas. So it's always fun going jam-packed with the family, back for the holidays. The worst part, unfortunately... Is the cleaning, whether it's kids dropping cranberry sauce or your uncle's smelly socks. Nothing cleans our house like Mrs. Myers holiday scents. Get Mrs. Myers exclusive offer from Grove before it runs out. You can select your favorite holiday scents. Mine is the Iowa Pine. Right now, every new customer will get the holiday set when you place your first order of twenty. This includes free Mrs. Myers holiday hand soap, Mrs. Myers holiday dish soap. Mrs. Myers Holiday Multi-Surface Spray, Grove Collaborative Red Cleaning Caddy, Grove Collaborative Walnut Scrubbing Sponges. Plus, if you spend $39, you will also receive a free Grove Stoneware Tray to beautifully display your new holiday soaps. I just received my holiday set, and everything in our home smells like Christmas, my favorite time of year. I ordered the Iowa Pine Holiday Scent, and everyone has been asking where I got it. But they also have tons of other products like pet products, self-care products, and baby products. Shop Grove before this exclusive holiday offer runs out. For a limited time offer, our listeners who sign up will get an amazing free Mrs. Myers holiday products, a free 60-day VIP membership, and a surprise bonus gift just for you when you sign up and place an order of only $20 or more. Check out Grove and our special offer at Grove dot co slash dean that's grove dot co slash d-e-a-n not dot com not dot com dot co just dot co slash d-e-a-n for that special offer over at grove do people tell you you remind them of lauren graham all the time yeah I'll bet. especially when i like sometimes i get you know adventurous and i dye my hair dark brown and like they're like hey gilmore girls <laughs> who's lauren graham gilmore girls, gilmore girls. Parenthood. you know the, you know the, uh, the mom on gilmore girls not not rory but lorelei lorelei yeah i didn't watch gilmore girls parenthood okay. no parenthood I got nothing. Okay. The moment uh, I leave, you'll look on your phone I'm, and go, I'm, oh, I'm okay. I'm do it right now. Actually. I can do Lauren it. Graham. And also, uh, your name is Brittany Louise Taylor. My initials are BLT. I was just going to ask yeah. you, do people call you BLT? My dad, it was so funny. I had like a huge crush on this guy in high school, and he would always come to the football games. And my dad would be like, BLT, you want some nachos? Like yelling over the top. I'm like, oh, yeah. shut up, dad. <laughs> like, yeah, I get it. No. So, I, I mean, now I kind of like it. I mean, it's it's a good... You know, and and I, and I was vegan for a while, so everyone would tease me, like, you know, your dishes are BLT, you don't even eat bacon, so it's fun. I love it. It's endearing. Right. Here's the uh, email from Anonymous. Those are always the best ones. <laughs> 
Uh, I'm 25, and I've been single since my college boyfriend cheated on me. I've been doing the app scene, and I've had a five-month relationship, which ended when the guy told me he didn't feel the same way two weeks after asking me to be his girlfriend. Recently, I was watching a football game, and a guy struck up a conversation. He asked me out, but I haven't heard from him. Now, a lot of your advice on this podcast centers on putting yourself out there and being present in the moment, so I texted him. He then made it clear that he only wanted to hook up. I've told this story to men and women. They all have the same reaction. Well, what did you expect? A guy who comes up to you like that is a player. My question is, what gives? Is that true? Am I only going to meet cocky douchebags in real life? Should I stick to the apps? Or if there are good guys willing to ask a girl out in person, where do I look for them? Please help. I suck at dating so much, and I'm tired of being the only single one in my friend group. I think you can tell, like, online dating is good because you can tell people's motives really quickly. Yeah. Usually. Like, you know, they're very much like, hey, what are you doing later? Or what are you wearing? Or, like, they'll make some, like, oh, you have nice lips. And you're like, oh, come on. Like, you know right away what they're going for. So I don't, I think online dating is not bad, but, like, maybe she should try, like, Bumble or some of the, like, you know, sometimes classier. I'm a big fan of Hinge. I like Hinge. (laughs) I've never heard of it. Hinge is an online dating uh, app that I used uh, many years ago. But I really enjoyed it. It was a lot of young professionals that okay. I found. Uh, but Bumble's pretty cool, too, because it lets the female go right. first. I but it's s- also weird because men like that power dynamic. And it's kind of strange when women are doing the pursuit. You know what I mean? Like, I've noticed a lot in my, like, you know, guys like to text first. They like to. Yes. So I've noticed it's very, like, it, like I, sometimes they lose interest, I feel like. But I feel like maybe 50% of the guys have wrong motives. So maybe yeah. it's best if a girl just texts first anyway. Yeah. I, I, I've been married since before cell phones existed. What was that, by the way? But my, I, I would want to be on Bumble because I would like knowing there's at least some interest on the part other than an absent-minded swipe, right? Some yeah. interest on her part that she's thought enough of me to text me. I'd be like, That would be encouraging for yeah, me. Yeah, and it seems more like people that are looking for a relationship on Bumble. But it's so weird. When I was on Tinder and I met my ex, Milos, there wasn't really anything else. Yeah. So, like, everyone was on Tinder. Like, I'd be in L.A. and i like, go on a casting. And I'm like, oh, there's the casting director. Like, everyone was on tinder and it's changed now there is more options so i think you figure out what fits your personality best and what you want and like you know if you want cleaner people then try it a little bit cleaner sites yeah it's mm. almost like there's a stigma now for people who are on tinder which yeah. i don't agree and with depending but on it's... states too like depending oh, on what state you're geez. in can be like purely like, Cal- so? like oh my god if you arizona it's purely a hookup app here though how do you know that friends like it's purely it's purely a hookup app like for the most part i don't like but look any app you go on can be like a hookup app but i'm saying you know in if i was in la though i don't know if that's still the case as i've been out of the scene for like three years i have no idea if tinder is now just a hookup app i don't know i know it's like it wasn't it wasn't when i because i actually made a lot of friends that i like went to church with and whatever like i made friends off of tinder you talking Uh, about i did i'm serious because like we would go and hang out i had one friend that i like met and we we realized we had no chemistry but then we became like best friends we go hiking all the time we go to church together he would talk about girls with me like is that like your opening line on tinder like hey it's nice to meet you would you like to go to church no he asked me but i was you know i hadn't been in a while i was like okay cool and i thought that was like a fun neutral safe public place if we're talking about safety that was the first meeting yeah we hung out we went to mosaic here in la and hung out and then like from then like we went hiking and whatnot and we're still friends to this day was it awkward at all no it was weird because we just right from the start we're like no you know you go, okay. no, there's no interest yeah. there was no spark we just and i'm always become one of the guys i'm the one that you bring along and tell everyone yeah. like I, i'm the one that like is with the group of 15 men at halloween horror nights so that was always me because i just get along with guys so it was pretty natural that I ended up making a lot of guy friends off at Tinder. Hey, fair enough. Yeah. I think for Anonymous over here, uh, I, I don't think she's doing anything wrong. Like, if, 
I think it's just life. Yeah, it's yeah. just life. It's just the way it goes. Like, sure, there's going to be a guy at a football game who's a douchebag, and there's probably going to be another guy at a football game who's really nice. Yeah. So it's a, it's so just don't give up point. on the apps. No. Be a little no. bit more selective. But, have a better filter. But I was talking about this with a friend recently too, and it's good. Like you know, if you let people know that you're single and you have friends that you trust, like they usually a lot of times have good taste, and it'll mm. be like, oh, my friend, you might be perfect for them, or like you know, hang out in social circles with people that you really like, because usually they're going to hang around with you know, other good people or other people that are like your personality. Oh, I agree. I think that's the best way to start dating in this world is being set up. You what know, about Tom Brady and Giselle Bunchen got set up. Did they? Oh, yeah. Mutual friend. Oh. Everything comes back to Tom Brady with Jim. <laughs> but it's such a good story, isn't it? Like They're the most a beautiful powerful couple. couple in the world got set up by a friend. Literally, a friend was like, hey, Tom, you should meet my friend Giselle because you guys have a lot in common. Could that, you, that, I don't know I who the hell happens my friend a lot. is. Yeah. They deserve the Nobel Peace Prize. <laughs> yeah, honestly. Uh, and so, so outside the apps, if she wants to meet somebody IRL, you're saying a, a friend is probably the best way to go, right? Yeah, and, and or just you know, and you just you, I think you, the dating is going to be awful. It's not, and so, like sometimes you meet the love of your life when you're five, and they're your next door neighbor, and other times you're like me, and you're 35 and still wondering. But like you know, I now have my kid, and I. I found so much peace and just like like pursuing my career. I'm oh, I'm not pushing it. Like you can't put yourself on a timeline and be like by 32 I'm going to be married and have kids. Mm-hmm. Like you have to be open that not everything works textbook or how you want it to. And I think she just needs to take the pressure off. And if she's the one single Pringle at the parties, cool. She gets to go home at night and watch what she wants on Netflix. You know what I mean? Yeah. So there's some perks to being single till someone good comes <laughs> along. At what point do you tell someone that you have a son? I, I right away. Oh my! Right I'm, the, I'm the one with my yeah. phone out. Like, look how cute my kid is. Like, <laughs> uh, he's my lock screen. Like, I'm obsessed with him, and he's just—he's hysterical. Like, he—um, I just got him. It was so funny. It's a who lets the dog out car at the thrift store. I don't know why he was obsessed with it, but he—the first thing he does when he wakes up, he goes, "Cool car, cool car." Like, where's my cool car? <laughs> And it's just so cute. He's this tiny little body. He's looking for this massive, like, fake Escalade so he can play, like, the song, the Who Let the Dog Out on it. Aww. It's a so great cute. song. It's yeah. Are you currently dating now? No. No, not I, even you know, on dates? Uh, let me just tell you why my picking meter is off. I had I was back in Sedona, and I ran into a friend from high school that I used to be on tennis team with. And when I was in high school, he was like this tiny little thing. We were friends. Now he's like six foot two and gorgeous, and he asked me out on a date, right? Mm. Well, during my trial, I was like, okay, well, what would it hurt to go to dinner from like, you know, I was telling myself this. What would it hurt to go to dinner with a friend? And then I had to go because I was getting threatening text messages during my trial trying to lure me out, like with fake auditions. So I had to go. It's so complicated. Wait, wait, wait. From him or his wait, I can't say who it was from, but like I, because I had been on a, a one national commercial. I was a flight attendant. So uh. then they're like, oh, it's WME at whatever. And it's for Delta. And we want you to be a flight attendant on this commercial. Right. So my agents checked it out. It wasn't legit at all. And it was during my trial. And they kept trying to get me to come to L.A. for auditions. And it was all Google VoIP accounts. Oh, my God. There I multiple. that I have a lot of this those. This is so, insidious. Yeah, it's crazy. So I had to go file police reports. And when I was at the police station, the police officer was like, oh, a lot of kids are still in town. And some are working on the police force. And I, he's, I said, oh, well, do you know such and such? He goes, such and such, such and such. Like their first and last name. I said, yeah. He goes, why? And I said, oh, I'm supposed to go out with him tonight. He goes, only because I know your situation, he says, we arrest him all the time for meth. Oh, my God. <laughs> and, then, God. and then I Googled him, and he just done time for aggravated assault oh. for a DUI. Oh. You just pick all the winners, don't you? I have horrible taste in dating. So I've realized that I just, and I, like, you know, I when you get burned as bad as I got burned, I'm kind of just really comfortable 
just waiting and healing and kind of getting the message of what happened to me out there and just not rushing it. Of course. I think that's what I learned is that I talked myself into the relationship because he was he checked all the boxes on paper. Mm. You know what I mean? Everyone has those things. I was like, oh, has a job. Check. Funny. Check. Like, you know, like, you know, likes to go do this or check, like likes the same TV shows. I don't know. Like he checked all the boxes of what I would want in a partner in the future. And I talked myself into it. So never again. So looking back at the, this relationship, you talk about how people do crazy stuff when you're in love. Do you think you were in love with him? hundred percent in love like that. And that's, you know, you know, it's funny, though. I had never been in love before him. So I was like, after I left, I was like, what's wrong with me that I would fall in love with someone like that? But at least I knew that I was capable of it because mm -hmm. I had never been in love before then. And I had relationships and I thought something was wrong with me. <laughs> I thought, why am I always just annoyed by who I'm with? And I never <laughs> like because they always get so needy because I'm very independent and I'm always kind of like doing my own thing. And I'm like, you know, they want to go hang out with their friends. I'm like, cool. Bye. And I like go do my thing and I'm not texting them. And they're like, well, what is she doing? Like they always get really. So it always I was always annoyed in their relationship. And so it was weird, like the first time to be like in love, but he was so different than anything I had dated before. Like he, you know, was educated and worldly and had been places I hadn't been. And we could just talk for hours. And I think that, you know, I thought he, I thought he was this really good person. And I, you know, the, the mirage I fell for. Mm. Wow. Well, it is a compelling story and everybody can pick up books tomorrow, right? Comes out yeah. December 4th. Yeah. Uh, Wouldn't again, it be great if she sold a million of these things and just like, it would be you know, you know what I would donate? as much proceeds as I could to causes like I never wanted to do this for money it was I literally couldn't take the liability and make a video about it which is all I wanted was just to make a video and talk about it so I started writing and it turned into a book and you know some I think it was how it was supposed to be because I couldn't have this video would have been like a week long yeah. and I probably wouldn't have touched everything well before you start donating make sure you pay off your court fees because that's oh my god yeah, yeah I've already worked through a lot of that oh, like good. thankfully I've had some branded stuff that I've been able to pay down the debt and be careful Good. and yeah well we certainly wish you the best of luck and we well, do we hope you. You, it sells a million copies and you get to donate as much charity as that would be want. incredible yes it would be yet again guys you can pick up at bookstores tomorrow uh, a sucky love story overcoming unhappily ever after by Brittany louise taylor Brittany, thank you so much for coming we really appreciate it and, and being so open and honest with your story i know it's not easy no thank you i had so much fun you no. guys are both cool oh thank you and Brittany <laughs> louise taylor is the youtube channel too People it is well. and That's it's really long i didn't even think about that like Brittany Louise Taylor is a lot to type and like Brittany with an I like you don't always get it right on the first try. If you so. type Brittany with an I it'll fill it in for yeah, you. It does. There's not yeah. a lot of Britneys with an I. It's true. That's a good thing. Yeah. I made I made my mark in my own way. <laughs> <laughs> well big thank you to Amazon Fire. Once again you can head to Amazon.com slash I suck podcast to order a fire TV of your very own. Thank you again to Ritual. You can visit ritual.com slash Dean D E A N to start your ritual today. Uh big thank you to Talkspace. Guys use the code Dean yet again D-E-A-N to get $45 off your first month of Talkspace if you want to get something off your chest. And a big thank you to the Grove Collaborative. Check out uh, Grove and our special offer at grove.co slash dean. Remember, not .com, .co slash dean, D-E-A-N for that exclusive offer. Brittany, thank you so much. Vanessa, thank you for joining us earlier in the show. Briefly. Hopefully she's feeling better after that travel experience. <laughs> Mark Easton, you guys are incredible. Guys, check out the Facebook group, Help I Suck at Dating podcast, Facebook group. Uh, we talk 
uh, on I, I read that stuff all the time all the questions on there uh it's like a big community big friend group it's really incredible everybody gives each other advice so you can follow us also on instagram at help i suck at dating and definitely check us out next week we'll have an all new episode where hopefully we'll suck a little less follow help by suck at dating with dean vanessa and jared on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts <laughs>